Hey guys, welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's Joey here and today I'm chatting with Grant Barlow. He is a jiu-jitsu black belt, owner of a gym down in Wollongong called Synergy Jiu-Jitsu and also Synergy Gym. We don't talk about jiu-jitsu today. We don't talk about gyms, but we talk about everything else. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a banger. See you in there. We're recording. Hey, dude, yeah, ASL was. Remember the early days of the internet, chat rooms? Um, I think it was MSN that I used, MSN Messenger, which is a Microsoft thing. And you would say to someone, ASL, question mark, and it was age, sex, location. <laughs> no, Mr. I was oh, too busy reliving life, man. Oh, dude. No. I, you know, like, I, how old, I was like, I don't know, 13 or something, you'd be like, ASL. And you're just, you're just hoping, hoping that hoping. it comes back with an F. You just want female. <laughs> like, that's, you know, how doesn't matter about the age, doesn't matter about the location. It's yeah. just like, and then so you're like, oh, it's on. We're talking. Yeah, yeah. Communicate with female. Like, oh, what do how you many mean? times do you reckon it was? Just some dude on the other end going, dude, all the time. I'm just going to fuck with this guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I shudder to think. Yeah. Did We'd, you ever do that? Did you just go, yeah, female. 16. No. Fucking with you. No, I didn't because I was, I think, you know, I was, a, I was a young dude. I was just look. I was just out there. I'm like, oh, it's a hunting ground. I can, I can you know, talk with, you know, anonymously with, with women. I remember um, when text messaging came in. That was massive. Yeah, I mean, like you didn't have to call them, but you yeah, could text someone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is all right. Just text and the text. The old Nokias. Remember you have to just do punch, 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 punch. Yeah, the 6210, yeah. 5110. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you finally send the text. And but now you've got to you wait for the text to come up because you've got the bubbles. But yeah. back in the day, it used to be just like, you used to be sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Fuck. It didn't, text. Yeah, it didn't give you that like... Well, what do you get now? You get it. You you can see on an iPhone if someone has read your message, and right? The bubbles, yeah. The bubbles, like they're typing. Yeah. Okay. So before you just you send it, and it was like, have they got it? Are we, are we still on here? Are yeah. they still there? Yeah, it's a great mystery. Yeah. Do you take your uh, read off or delivered? Do you leave it? Yeah, you know, some people take it off. So some people don't want to see that they've read the message. Ah. So I'm I'm recently full full clarity. I'm recently back to an iPhone. Mm. I yeah. was Google for the last like four or five years. Yeah. I got back to an iPhone like three months ago. So some of these functions I'm just, I, I'm oblivious to. I don't know. Okay. But I don't, I don't want to know though. I don't, I don't want to know if you've seen my message. I kind of just want to send it. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, he'll, he'll, I, I know that we all check our messages every day. So I'm like, it'll get read. It'll get read. I don't, that's a it's psychological like, game, isn't it? A bit of anxiety. Yeah. So yeah. it says delivered and then you're like, because a lot of people take off whether they've read it or not. I leave, I've left mine on. So sometimes I'm like red and they're like, why haven't you answered? I'm like, I just haven't had a chance yet. I'll get back to you. Some people get that real anxiety about why haven't you written back? Yeah. I'm like, just give me a chance, man. Yeah. And I feel like that's a bit, I mean, it's, it's cause you see it in things like um, Instagram and stuff where you can see they've seen the message. Yeah. And I feel that I'm like, motherfucker saw my message and hasn't, res-, you know, like it, it brings about that anxiety, doesn't yeah. it? It's just that whole society at the moment is like, I need it now. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Yeah. We got it now. But back in the day with the old Nokia, you have to put it down, leave it, go away from it. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. No reply. Bro. Damn. I mean, I, I think back to my, my time playing with Nokia phones and I don't even know if I had credit to send text messages. Like I was so, you know, I was, as a kid, credit. like, you know, yeah, you got to you buy credit. Buy credit. You know, and it was like, and I, it, shit was expensive. Like you yeah. didn't make phone calls because they cost too much money. I remember I got my first phone and... You're just ringing everyone. You're ringing everyone. 
I get called two weeks later from Optus. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Barlow. What's, uh, is this your phone? Is this your phone number? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you racked up a, a $500 bill in two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Because I'm just ringing everyone. <laughs> just ringing everyone anywhere. Queensland, doesn't matter. I'm ringing anyone. Anyone know? Hey, you've got a mobile. This is my number. <laughs> You're text, texting 100 times a day to anyone else who's got a mobile number because not everyone at that stage had a mobile. So I was just texting everyone. Because you want to flex it. Yeah, you flex it 100%. Hey, this is my mobile number. Yeah. Text get, me back. Get me on my mobile. Get me on my mobile. Text me <laughs> back. You know, the Nokia 5110s and you're like looking at it going, and you just play Snake. Yep. Snake. You 5110, you could change. Could you change the cover on those? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you get like the yellow front. Yeah, yellow or front. Or the clear front or I some kept, shit. I always kept it black. Okay. Classy. Classy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Snake on those was really fun. Really fun. Yeah. But arguably, if it came back, you'd play it again now, right? 100%. But so stupid because you'd be just there for hours just going. Simple times, man. Good times. So we're talking about, just before we started recording, we're talking about the gun thing in the States. Yeah. A couple of Aussies who are really, you know, it's, it's not our world, right? No, it's not our world. No. But it's an interesting thing to observe. I listened to a podcast series recently, and this is the, what I want to pass on, which was super fascinating. Have you heard of a podcast called Behind the Bastards? No. It's, no. Um, it's not for everyone, yep. but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hosted by a guy, Robert Evans. He's an left, extremely left-wing dude, yep. uh, journalist, um, Really smart guy mm. and, and, and very interested in just kind of shining a light on motherfuckers throughout history. Yep. So he does these epic series on um, the biggest bastards in history. Similar to Dan Carlin? Yes, but um, I suppose Dan Carlin's is way more polished. Yeah. Like Dan's, Dan's is more like a monologue, like he'll do it and then just read it. Yeah. Kind of like a story where Robert Evans will always have a guest on. And it's usually one of his friends in the podcast or comedy world. And he will tell them about today's bastard. Yeah. So, so they don't know who they can. So he's like, so he's like, welcome to the show. Um, and, uh, you know, what do you think about, you know, um, like the one I just started listening to is on John Wayne. He's done yeah. a two part on John Wayne. Yep. And I don't know why John Wayne's a bastard yet. Yeah. Probably going to be because he was, it's, it's generally anyone from that vintage who was successful is like um, womanizing. Miso- yeah, womanizing yeah. and racist and whatever. Yeah. But anyway, he makes them. He makes them very interesting. He did a really good, uh, like a two or three part on the NRA, oh. and on a guy called Harlan Carter, mm. who was the man who was responsible for transitioning the NRA. So the NRA initially existed as just an honest association for gun owners. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, they, they ran workshops on gun safety. They showed people how to use them. And they were really about like hunting and um, uh, like we have the, the hunting and shooters party yep. or whatever, right? Same kind of thing. Uh, gr- a great organization. Harlan Carter got a hold of it and he saw an opportunity to grab power through this organization. And the way that he did that, and so, so, you know, you can listen to the whole thing. It's really fascinating. But the way that he did that was by creating an idea that gun ownership is tied to not only the constitution but to a god-given right yeah and he he created this thing where you have these these hardcore right-wing people who are like guns are like guns like the gun is is as true as the bible 
Yep. And it's it's intertwined. And it's like I'm a man of God and that, and I carry a gun. Yeah, you're not American unless you've got a gun. Yeah. yeah. And the the point they were making is that like that culture didn't exist until Harlan Carter kind of identified it. And then they he basically hijacked the NRA, was able to take power there, cleared out the old guard, brought in a bunch of new people, and that's where and then and created like the lobbying side of it, which it's known for What time period did this happen? I think this was uh, 70s or 60s or 70s. I was about to say, like, you can't... I mean, we're not Americans, but when you see older visions of America, the gun culture wasn't as big as what it is now. It's grown, hasn't it? Yeah. it's. I mean, you think about, like, um, he talks... They talked on that episode about, like, the this fantasy of, like, militarization, and they're like, you have cops... You have cops that have like fucking helmets with cameras and they got the gun strapped around the thing. And they're like, yeah, SWAT, you, there's what teams? Yeah, but they're not SWAT guys. They're no. just, they're just beat cops. Yeah. But um, you also have general, like, like citizens, general population who have the same gear. They got vests, they got all the kit. And yeah. it's this thing where it's like this accessorization of uh, like weaponry. Um, which is attached to this kind of this thing where it's like, oh, that's whatever, that's strong or that's righteous or that's, you know, um, that didn't exist before. You know, a gun owner was like, you live on a ranch, you have a gun and you fucking shoot coyotes or whatever, you know, you hunt, yeah. no big deal. But yeah, there's this, there's this kind of like obsession with like militarization. And that's what we were talking about before. How can they not understand that there's, there's a wrong to that? Americans in general, it's be- that norm has become so accepted that it's it's crazy to me and you that that's just the norm. The guns are just so big, and aren't they the biggest union now in in America? Uh, One yeah. of the most powerful union. Yeah, them and I think maybe the teachers or something. A massive union over there. They control. They actually control the politics over there. Yeah. Well, apparently Harlan Carter created this whole blueprint for yeah. lobbying. Yeah. It didn't really exist. Prior to that. So lobbying politicians? Yeah. So he was like, hey, we can do this thing where if we can amass enough influence, mm. we can then put pressure on politicians to Control. push things in our favour because we can scratch their back, yep. um, which kind of created a pathway for other organisations, pardon me, unions and whatnot, to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, pharmaceutical companies, whatever. And there's, there's good lobbying as well, right? It's not, yep. a, it's not a bad thing <laughs> conceptually, but... Um, yeah, they've become ex- – and he was the guy that then gave way to, I believe it's Wayne Lapierre, who's the guy that now runs the NRA, yep. who from sounds of it is, you know, a piece of shit. Um, they would – they would um, – they made a decision to – because there was, there's always been these situations of like uh, mass shootings and whatnot. Yep. And they made a decision, and I believe that there's recordings of like this conversation that was had that were leaked out about it, uh, where it was like – we can choose to go on the defensive or the attack in these moments. And they chose, we will always go on the attack. Yep. So what you've seen, every time there's a mass shooting somewhere, and I believe this happened at Sandy Hook, which was that fucking horrible one yeah, some years ago. Um, days later, they're in a neighboring suburb with a massive fucking rally yep. talking about guns and why guns are important. And they, and they did that strategically and continue to do so yep. as a way to almost that Trumpian kind of vibe where it's like, I'm just going to go on the offensive. And just attack. Yeah, and never like never show any weakness. Like go, go, go. Yeah. Well, they're they're the ones that are talking about arming teachers and teaching teachers to shoot. 
So they can, like, so a teacher can, like, so you don't have guard security. the classroom. Your teacher, as part of being a teacher now, is you need to carry a licensed gun and you need to shoot. I don't know, man. For me, as we were talking about before, that is just a perspective of the American life which I cannot fathom. Like we were talking about, imagine going to the coffee shop and turning around and looking at the guy next to you and he's got a gun in his pocket and you're turning around, oh, there's another gun. And I'm like, you're the one who hasn't had a gun. You can't fathom it. you got jiu-jitsu though. Yeah, gosh, you just <laughs> well, that'll save me. Yeah. I'll be right. I mean, I'll that's the right. fucked up thing. You trained how long for all this for this black belt? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean it shit. Doesn't mean shit. Because I was got a gun. <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I still freak out when I see a cop, and you see a cop walk into the cafe, and they got a handgun. Hundred percent. And you look at it, you're like, holy shit, it's a gun. Like, it's a part of you that is very um, intimidated by that because you look at it, and it's such a foreign thing, and you know what it means, though. You know what it means. You know if that's fired in your direction, it means. Things aren't going well. Yeah. I mean, it's more likely you're going to die. Yeah. So I think us here in Australia, we grow up with that respect a little bit more of it and fear. Whereas in, I think over there, it's just, I remember we walked into a Walmart when I was over there and they have pink ones, pink guns for your kids. You just buy them for the daughter. And they're actual guns? Actual guns, real guns, like legit guns. And I'm like, do you see this, Jen? She's like, that's a gun. I'm like, yeah, man. That's a pink one for your daughter for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is a different world. It's different. That's fucking different, wild. Different. And I talk about this all the time. I don't think, like, if America didn't have Hollywood, would we look at America as a great place? It's not that far off. Like, people criticize the Middle East and all these countries for their rules and regulations and all these sorts of things and their religions. Is America that far off with extremism? It's not that far off in a lot of ways. The way they protect their guns, their, you know, their policies, it's not that far off. What's happened recently with the banning on abortions? 100%. Like that's that's, that's like a very extreme move from where, our perspective. Where, who are they to criticise someone else in say, the Middle East that doesn't have the same religion? Yeah. I mean, they're very quick to judge, but, they're, man, they're not that far off. They're not that far off these days with their extremism. They're extreme with their guns. Yeah, they're extreme with their political views, either left or right. There's no middle ground over there, so it's just a, it's just a strange situation. Yeah, we got onto this because uh, we're talking about your man Joe Rogan, my man. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're mates. Yeah. <laughs> just rang it before we had a chat. <laughs> yeah, um, which you, you know, yeah, and I do think there's a, 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 an underpinning point to this conversation that you mentioned, which is like it's 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 not our culture. It's not. So you almost can't understand it. No. Because you look at, like for us, like, yeah, we had the gun buyback and no one's really got guns here. And it's like, well, it worked really well. And there's like very little gun violence. And here's to say, if we both lived over there, we wouldn't be swayed in that direction. That's right. You know what I mean? So obviously we're sitting here and being critical, but I think we're both open-minded enough to know that if we were living over there, maybe we would feel differently. But sitting back from a perspective of where we live and think, personally, thank goodness we live in Australia... I find it bizarre. And that's what we're talking about with Rogan. Obviously, he has that strong view that you need to have guns. And we're talking about whether he's changed in the last, I suppose, year or year and a half with his, his views on different topics. And I said to you, the one thing that I struggle to connect with him on is the whole view on guns. I just find it strange. Other topics I can relate to him on, other topics I can't. I just sort of tune out. But... His view on guns, I find I find hard to relate to at all. 
You know, yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, no, man, we disagree. Yeah. I'm out, I'm out on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of people, like we were talking about with Rogan, how, you know, maybe I, I didn't agree with certain things that he said about mm. COVID and, and how he managed that whole piece. Um, but, and, and maybe I'm guilty there of probably judging him, but oh, the guy's, you know, he's sold out or he's gone fucking nuts or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. But in reality, it's like no one says that you should absolutely agree with every single opinion of somebody else's yeah. in order to be able to respect or appreciate their work yeah. or gain knowledge from them. You know, so, you know, so fr- from that perspective, I still love what the guy does and I think yeah. he's got an amazing show and I think he's done some amazing shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um the I wasn't I wasn't aware that he was a big gun fan, but it makes sense the move to Texas. Big gun fan. Wow. Yeah, shoots him, loves him. And that's one of those things. And again, like what we just said with his views obviously on the COVID thing, I think what came out of that for me and like we said earlier, everyone has their opinions and views. Not everyone is right or wrong, but he stuck to his what he thought was right, which made it makes him who like who he is. Yeah, and that's you know, but we don't always have to agree with everyone on everything to appreciate them, like you just said. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's what came out of it for me. There's many, many things I disagree with him slightly on or differ on. The guns is obviously a bigger thing, but again, we appreciate him and what he's done. I mean, for jujitsu recently with what he's doing with the AD, AD uh, CC with the sponsorship with Gordon Ryan. I think that's something which is, has to be appreciated. Those sorts of things where he's putting his money where his mouth is. So what's he done there? He's put, put forward cash for the event? <laughs> or? I think he's put, put a million dollars in. Okay. Whether it be, I think it's through sponsorship or whether he's going to promote it or whether he's going to just be there and do something for it, he's putting his name to it. Yeah. Which for jiu-jitsu is massive. Yeah. Because there's opening doors to a, a massive market, which for us is great. And I think for jiu-jitsu in general, it's just going to bring a lot more eyes to it. Because I still think people think jiu-jitsu is um, a bit of a thug. Not a thug. I wish I had a word that. I suppose a thing which is done predominantly by super uh, athletic guys or active guys. I mean, obviously the highest level, yes. But I think it's going to open a market to everyone seeing jiu-jitsu. Hey, I could give that a go. Or maybe that could be for me. That could be my sport. Yeah. The guys, well, the people that in general listen to Rogan, I don't think are all sports-based people. No, you know, he's got no, a lot no. of you know a lot of every Joe Blow people I you speak know, to. Big weed enthusiasts, yeah, yeah. Big uh, com- comedy enthusiasts. You'd have a real diverse group. Comedy enthusiasts. I think definitely a lot of weed enthusiasts. He's done a lot, lot for weed. Let's <laughs> yeah. put it that way. Yeah, and psychedelics. Yeah. yeah. I've never been a weed dude. No, no. Just it just doesn't do it for me. When did you stop smoking weed? Because I'm guessing you went through that teenage stage or, or young, like we a little bit um, rite of passage. Right passage, I think. What does it more for me is more the edibles. Okay, the, the whole smoking thing just I, just, I just, uh, can't relate to. Yeah, you know what I mean, doesn't feel good. No, nah, I just I know like the cigarette. I think it's got that correlation between the cigarette and the whole weed, the smoking thing. Yeah, but the edibles is, is something that's more down my alley. I'm super interested to see how our government will eventually weed it into society, like the Americans have. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Hey. <laughs> That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, so it'll be interesting to see how they do because I know it's in talks because a friend of mine actually owns 
um, the distribution lights. He's a, he's a former soccer player. He's got the distribution rights for it. So he's just sitting on a... What, for like some big yeah, when American com- when company or something? Here, yeah, he's, he's sitting on basically a billion dollar business. Holy shit. So how it's going to be weaved in, I'm pretty sure they're talking about it on how they're actually going to tax it. Because the big thing over there was they made it legal, they started taxing it, and like pff, the, the governments or however it works, or the, the regions just profited. Made fuckloads and of money. Boomed, and boomed. And they're like, man, this is the best thing ever. So I'll be interested to see how they bring it in here. I think that will do a lot for the weed. I suppose the, I suppose what would you say? The misconceptions of it. Yeah, it becomes the norm. Yeah, I think that the the reason I asked when you kind of stopped, stopped. smoking, yeah. is because I like I went through a period as a teenager, yeah. you know, punching cones and that whole thing. Yeah, and um, the cone thing I definitely couldn't get into. Oh, I mean, I I did it, but like, it was oh. fucked up. Yeah, I was like, oh, I yeah. saw a couple of people gagging. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and then sometimes you go a bit too far and you vomit. Like yeah. Just you know, and then sitting around like obliterated for the night. Yeah, not that fun, really. Yeah, um, that's what put me off. I saw a couple of people spew, and I was like, and it's it's this fucking Aussie thing. It's our approach to everything. If we're drinking, we're getting fucked go, up go until harder. someone blows chunks. Go harder. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like we don't we don't moderation's not built into us. No. Um, the I, 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 and so after some years, I was like, I'm done with weed. Like, it's not a thing anymore. And I was like, nah, it's, it's nasty stuff. Went traveling, spent some time in Brazil. Yep. And Brazil was the first country that I went to where I was able to reconnect with it in a really nice social way. I found yeah. that I would be out with, with various people that I'd meet, you know, I'd train jujitsu with some guys. They'd, yeah. they'd take me out for the night or whatever, or meet up with some friends here. And there would so often be someone like, hey, guys, I'm going to smoke a joint. You want to? You want and, yeah. and the first few times, like, no, no, I'm good. I don't smoke, yep. you know. Um, but then some way or another, I, I decided to join. And what I noticed was that these guys would, one, they would smoke. It was quite weak. Yep. So it was just like some natural stuff. Yep. And it, it wasn't like, ah, oh, this is the filthiest hydro. It was just like, ah, oh, I get it from my friend. You know, it's, it's weed. Like it wasn't. It wasn't about what strain it is or yeah, what yeah. strength like we, t- we used to talk yeah, as we kids. Yeah, we garbage, yeah. Um, but it was also like there's 10 of us and we're sharing a joint. So yeah. you might get two or three puffs. And you're fine. Yeah. And then it's like, and we're conversing while we're doing it. No one's punching cones. And then we're back to the party and we're, we're socializing. Yep. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is actually a really nice low intensity way yeah. to use it, which is probably more really what it should be. I think, I think 100% that's what the problem is. Because culturally in Australia, like you said, we go hard. And it's too hard to the point of like, you're spewing, I'm out. While I'm sitting there on the lounge, I can't move. Don't be a pussy, bro. Yeah, don't be a pussy, go harder, (laughs) do another one. Go on, you do it first. (laughs) Whereas, say, South America, Europe, it's like, just have a little bit, bro. We're all good. Be cool. Yeah, just just chill. Yeah. Whereas culturally, we're different here. I don't know why that is. My wife and I got into uh, CBD probably about eight years ago we started trying to make our own we thought we we're making our own what we we're making was just butter right right butter so we would have well, like cooking it up with butter cooking it up with um coconut oil okay. so we're making it all up you cook you cook the weed um then you mix it all in with the coconut and you about six hours you turned it into like a butter we thought oh this is basically we're making cbd taking the thc out of it no we're not anyway so we would have two or three meals every night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. This two or three meals, what's that, like a vial's worth? Just a little, tiny little bit like this, right? Okay. And 
we're going, oh yeah, we're having CBD. We're doing the right thing. We feel really good. I'd be sitting there every night, that far into my lounge, like <laughs> sunk into my lounge, and watching the TV, and the TV would be coming at me. I'm like, Jen, I don't think this is like CBD. <laughs> I don't think this is what CBD should make you feel like. I think there's some THC in here. Anyway, not revealing how or why. How long did you do that for? <clears throat> About three years. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. But she was like, no, oh, no, we're all good. We're all good. Doesn't hit her as hard as me. It hits me really hard. So I'm sitting there in the lounge, completely sunken into the lounge, like can't move. Like have I breathed in like the last hour or so? So baked. So it's not funny. Every night. You know. Without getting into details, how we found out, um, we got it tested. And it was 300 times stronger than what CBD should be. Oh, shit. So basically it was just pure THC. Wow. So we're just consuming this pure THC. You'd ramped it up somehow. Somehow it was just like turbocharged THC. So every night we're just getting completely baked. Like I'm talking, couldn't move. I For three like, years. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> man, I'm sleeping so well. <laughs> and I was wondering why I wasn't getting any deep sleep, but just like sleep, sleep just sleep. Because what happens when, when you're... People think, oh, when you have weed at night, you go to sleep and you get good sleep. I use my aura ring to track it. You don't actually get deep sleep or REM sleep. You just go to a light sleep, but right. you stay asleep. But you don't get any restorative sleep or any actually good REM sleep for your brain. Okay. So I was just getting this standard sleep for three hours, or sorry, for three years, and I was wondering, like, I'm not fucking feeling any good when I wake up. I feel like dog shit. I end up getting rid of it. And then I started to get good sleep again. I was like, for three years, I was just sitting on the lounge, just fucking baked. Is that why they say, uh, a lot of weed smoking friends of mine say, when they go off it, they start dreaming again. Dreaming again. So you don't have sleep. dreams when you're in that no. sleep state. You're just laying there, basically comatosed. Okay. Like, same as when you drink. Yep. You know, people pass out, they go, back, oh, passed out, drunk too much, go to sleep. You're not actually, you're sleeping, but you're not getting REM or deep sleep. Right. Which is what you need. Yeah. I mean, so that's how I found out when I got this aura ring, I started tracking my sleep. I'm like, I'm not getting any sleep. It's giving me like four hours sleep. And I was wondering where I was like, man, I've been in bed for seven hours. Why aren't I getting good sleep? Like I was waking up feeling dog shit. I was like, it's got to be this fucking CBD oh. that I'm using. But it wasn't CBD, it was fucking THC through the rocks, rocket for your fuel. Full points for throwing yourself into the, like, for commitment. Three years. Like, yeah, this is good. I'm doing good, man. I'm fucking on top of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three, three years. Wake up feeling like shit. A little bit more CBD. Yeah, yeah, that'll, double that'll the dosage. Double up. Four <laughs> meals. Four meals. Again, the Australian cultural thing. I'll just do more. Yeah. That'll help me. More, That's right. More. Yeah. Then you chat to some mates like, oh, I do it. I do 12 meals. Yeah. yeah like, okay. shit, I got to ramp it up. Yeah. The worst thing was, I gave it to other people. I'm like, yeah, man, CBD. <laughs> They're like, give me more of that. I'm like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> and we end up stopping doing that. Anyway. So do you do you use marijuana in some way now? Uh, no, no, I haven't used any marijuana. Um, I think the last time, yeah, when we were making the the so called CBD, let's put it last time. Yeah, okay. You know, I didn't really ever ever really smoke. I had edibles a few times, like cookies and that. Again, Australian culture. First edible we we ever had we made <coughs> was cookies. I had one. I was like. Fucking don't feel shit. What's this all about? This fucking cookie thing. Yep. Anyway, I'll have another one. Girl next to me is like, oh, they're pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, I've got this. Sorry about that. Two and a half cookies in. I just I couldn't get off the seat. 
And then I had to get, I had to walk home for some reason. And I only had, I think, about 100 metres to walk. It took me an hour and a half because I just couldn't get my feet oh. to walk through the grass. I felt <laughs> like the grass was super long and I'm, you know, like I felt like I was in the moon. It took me an hour and a half to get home. I must, it must have been, I would have loved to have seen the footage of me trying to walk 100 metres. It was hilarious. So from then, I've, yeah, I've just sort of stayed away from the weed. It's just been like, oh, maybe, maybe not for me. Maybe not for me. I, don't, I didn't like the whole, again, it was too much. Yeah. So it put me in a state of no control. Yeah. So what you were saying, your experience, I would love that experience where you just chilled. Take the edge off life, 100%. But the experience I had was like I'm stuck in my body and I can't even move. And like, you know, you just, uh, am, am I breathing? Am I alive? It's an awful this place is not, This be. is not good. Like you're stuck. In, it's almost like you're stuck in a box. Yeah. I'm like, nah. This and and, and when, you, when you go too hard on the weed, there's always that, um, like that anxiety thing. Like yes. you, you, where you start to get a bit anxious about like, oh, I'm fucked up. Everyone knows I'm fucked Especially up. Especially other people around you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, they're looking at me. Yeah, paranoid. Yeah, and you feel like, oh, I can hear what they're saying. Oh, yeah. fuck, are they thinking that? Oh, my God, am I thinking <laughs> that? No, no, just be cool. Just keep your head up. <laughs> just no, turn slowly. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Not, yeah, that's what put me off for me. I was like, oh, not good. Well, my, these days, and I, um, I, don't, I don't hear it that often, but I use a vaporizer. Yeah. And I just put, you know, weed in it. I don't put oil or anything. But I have I, I bought this nifty little vaporizer and um, th- it has like the little basket that you, you know, put the, put the mulched weed into. Yep. But I bought like this little, um, you can make the basket like half size. Yep. So it's quite a small amount you put in there. And then I will have, uh, you know, turn it on and then have like a few puffs of that, yep. say in, on an evening, uh, on a weekend. And, um, and then I turn it off and I might not turn it back on for a couple of weeks. Like on a Saturday, I'll be like, oh yeah, and then I'll, you know, I might get a, like another few puffs again, and then I'll have to change the basket. Yeah, but it's um, it's actually been a really nice way to sort of come back to it. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, what's fascinating for me, um, is more I suppose mushrooms and ayahuasca. Ah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. I started looking into the whole ayahuasca trip. You know, going Peru probably about six, seven years ago. Before it sort of got that little bit of popularity, yep. Um, and we never we never got there, obviously. But I was like, man, this could be something for me. I've known two people who have done it since then, and they've had one person had a terrible experience, mm. and was just like, I don't think they prepared well enough. I think you've really got to prepare for it, right? Both mentally and physically. I think they rushed into it. And then I had a client recently uh, do it, and she had the most awesome experience of her life. She said. Completely like life changing. She prepared mentally, both, you know, long period of time. But this is a woman who also meditates an hour every day. Okay. And is dialed in, focused on what she does. Um, so she fasted, cut meat out, did everything they asked her to do for a week beforehand. And she had this very, very profound experience where she had had stomach issues and she'd felt her stomach issues have subsided and she has a lot of clarity on other things in life so ayahuasca is something for me which i think would be interesting um and the whole mushroom trip is interesting um i have microdosed the mushrooms i can't say that i really got much out of it it's a couple of days i suppose i drove to work and i felt like oh the sky is bluer or the the trees are a bit greener but i can't say is that me because i knew that i was willing it yeah because i had 0.2 of a gram of mushroom or is it the fact that it's actually doing something. Right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll try it before jiu-jitsu. Can't say I noticed anything. Right. Because I was too busy focused on what I was trying to do. So I can't say, oh, wow, I saw the Matrix and I saw so much better. But it is still something that I find interesting down the track, you know, going into mushrooms and more the psychedelics sort of things. Um, yeah. You? You experiencing that? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, tried like a, a little bit of microdosing, not, not often. Um, I've done a, a couple of like – heavier doses of mushrooms yeah. like really only two two or three times yeah and uh it's been awesome awesome yeah really recommend yeah i do yeah yeah nice. you know it's yeah it's been very and it's and, and it was done um two of those times were done in a, in a more kind of uh, in a more respectful low-key setting yeah sitting at a house a group of people that i that i you know that yeah. i trust and 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 connect well with yeah. Hey, we're going to do this thing. We weren't really drinking alcohol. It yeah. was just like had a nice meal and then did some mushrooms and then just sat there and kept the energy in the room. Yeah. And that one other time was like out at a party, you know, and, and that was fine because I was I, I didn't have a huge amount and I had yeah. some maybe some other drugs in my system. <laughs> but you know, so kind of tapered it all off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, bro, this will complement real nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, let's yeah. give it a go. Just nice. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I, I I like it. I you know I've listened to um, you know Rogan talk about it. I've listened to a lot of folks talk about the microdosing thing, yep. and uh, I'm interested to try it. Yep. But it's also for me, it kind of seems like I've always been really bad with supplementing. Yes, I just find it boring to go and oh, I got to have like that scoop of that or those pills. And hundred percent, there's a discipline to it. Yeah, and the what it looks like from the outside, the microdosing thing, if you're going to go on this journey where it's like, okay, every day you're going to, I'm just like, I can't be fucked. Yeah. I think the reason you can't be fucked is you don't have a need to. It's a good you know point. I mean? It's not like, oh, I'm searching for something. So some like a Tim Ferriss, who's been a massive advocate for microdosing and has set up all these studies and put heaps of money into it. He's had a need for it. Because he's suffered of stuff. Gone through some shit. Yeah, he's gone through some shit. He's had depression, which is, I suppose, dominated his life to the point where he's found a need to find answers. Whereas someone like yourself maybe hasn't had the need to microdose. I microdose because I just wanted to help my day feel a bit chirpier. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm not really one of those people who have the need to find a reason to keep myself on the the level trajectory. I can find that through jujitsu, or I can find that through through training. Yeah, you know I mean, so I suppose because we don't have that need to, it hasn't become a uh, a want as much. Yes, so it's just become a, like a oh yeah, we'll give it a go because fuck hey, that's what we do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, fuck so, around with it a bit. Yeah, we'll fuck around. And, uh, I don't really feel much. Uh, next, whatever. Did you ever hear? Um, Do you ever listen to Michael Pollan talk about his use of drugs? Yeah. And did did you? Maybe he was on Rogan. Maybe that was where I picked yeah. it up. But. He's a, they do the circuit, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah, Ferris. I've caught right. onto it now. They're like, oh, hey, yeah. Hang on. I've heard this story before. If you listen to the Jamie Foxx, you ever listen to Jamie Foxx on Tim Ferris and then on Joe Rogan? Yes. It's an identical podcast. Grossed me out. I was like, fuck, man, I loved you before this. You didn't like him? Yeah, but I heard the same story. So you're like, ah, highly like, rehearsed. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is just, you're an actor. It was a little bit disappointing. It's yeah. the exact same thing. It was the exact same story. Yeah. And it killed me for him because I was like, oh, man, you're so talented. Why couldn't you just be more you? Yeah. Why couldn't you just 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 be you? Just tell other stories. Just be you. you I'm sure you've got a thousand stories and a thousand impressions and a thousand – And they're going to be great. Yeah. Oh, it was Burgess here the window. 
Is that what it was? Yeah. And they hit this one quite often in the afternoons. The sun hits it. Yeah. And these young magpies like to come and um, they see themselves in the, they see their reflection and they come and peck at themselves. They think yeah. it's another bird. Yeah. And yeah, disappointed me because I'm a massive Jamie Foxx fan. And I was like, oh man, you just told the exact same story, exact same setup. Yeah. And it made it feel very like, oh, you're just an actor who just tells stories. Yeah, it was a bit of an, it, yeah, it was like peeling back the, pulling the carpet back a little bit. Yeah, because you know you always wonder, like, are you being, when you hear these big celebrities go on there, are you being you or are you just doing a rehearsed version of what you think we want to hear? Yeah. Who was it that was on there? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. And he was on Rogan. Right. And I think he was on uh, Lex Friedman or someone as well. And it was very similar. And I was like, ah, oh, you're just a fucking actor. Ah, uh, right. You're just a fucking, yeah, yeah. And I lived here and I did this and it was a great story. Like, dude. Didn't really open up. You're not. Yeah, he, he did, but he told the same story, the same version. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like, uh, you're not being you, man. Like, because you, you, you're afraid that, I don't know, studios will drop you or whatever will happen. Your brand not will being lose you. some yeah, you're not, shame. You're not, yeah, you're not a, you might be a sparky afterwards. Yeah. Just be you. That's what I, that's what, personally, that's what I want to hear when a per- person goes on the podcast. Like, you know, when Tyson's been on there. Yeah. You can tell he just doesn't give a fuck. He's just being who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas when you get the actor on there, they're like, oh, yeah, because I've got to say this because just in case this side of the political view is this way or this way, I've got to keep in the middle and I've got to be sitting upright and, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Yeah, yeah it's a good point. I mean, it kind of too speaks to that, that thing we're talking about with Rogan where he's gotten to a size that he, he – um, He's gotten to the size of like a, a, a global media outlet in mm. terms of his reach and influence. Um, the, but he's still kind of retained, I'm just a dude who's interested in shit and I'll kind of go anywhere in a conversation, which is what makes him special. Yeah. Potentially also what makes him irresponsible, you know. But then it's like, uh, I feel it's kind of the equivalent sometimes of those discussions about like NRL players when they, when, you know, they do some fucking stupid shit in public and yep. you're like fucking NRL players they should know better and you're like hang on a second kid's 19 doesn't have a great education yep. just been an athlete all his life now he's yep. getting paid a bunch of money should we actually expect any better yep. I'm not trying to say that Rogan is the equivalent of that yeah. but it's that same idea of like no I can understand what you're saying yeah are our expectations realistic or is that what that person is yeah so, so, well Rogan's just a dude who's you know coaches them you know does the growing into a podcast which is the biggest outlet in the world that's right he's not a trained he's not a he's not your conventional celebrity he's not beholden to any kind of studio or any sort of and like we said that's why people love him though yeah well i mean that's why um that's uh, that's why i love him yeah yeah because it was it was raw but again like we said before should we hold him to different opinions should we be like ah i don't like him now because he had a different opinion of mine yeah I mean, so should should we just be like, whatever, it's all good. That's his opinion. Move on. What's your next podcast on? Yeah. I mean, like we're all going to have different opinions, different thoughts, different values. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean they're right. They're just different to what we may think at the time. Ten years time, we may agree. We may disagree stronger. Doesn't matter. You know, we like we like Rogan because at the heart and soul of it, I feel he is a a dude that we could sit here with and have a conversation with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he would not – and, you, yeah, and you, you get the impression that he would just be who he is. You would hope so. Yeah. More so than what I was saying about with the actors before. 
Exactly. You'd be like, oh, dude, you're just not really fucking person. This guy's performing for I us. I don't want to hang... Yeah, you're doing a dance. I don't want to hang out with you, really. You're not real. I had a mate recently who comes from the media world. Mm. Um, you know, been on TV his whole life and that whole thing. Was on the podcast and, yeah, it was great. We had a great chat. <clears throat> but same thing, the, the conversation was him performing for us. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's not Today FM. Like, you don't... You don't have to bring it, yeah. you know. We're just we're here. We're chilling. We're talking, yeah, yeah. Um, like we are right now. And but he was so rehearsed in that that was what he did for a living that you could you could also see oh he's he's not actually able to speak on air without going into that role because he's just so good at it mm. or it's so ingrained. Or, or is he fearful of saying something that the cancel culture where he's like oh fuck I can't say that where I really might think this way and I might someone might hear me and like all of a sudden I'm on the front page of Telegraph that's true too you know what I mean yeah and is that where society's wrong that we can't have opinions that are different so if I have a different opinion to you and you have a different opinion to me it doesn't mean we're not going to fucking get along no that's right but the way society is at the moment is that if someone is uh, a so-called celebrity and they come out and have a different opinion to what the norm is, then they're fucking cancelled or they're fucking shelved or put away, aren't they? Yes. Why? Well, the government has got a different opinion. And, okay, they've got a soapbox to stand on and express it. Should they? Mm, don't know. Sometimes they should, sometimes they shouldn't. We don't need to, again, going back to rugby league players, we don't need to know their opinion on a lot of things. They're just, that they're paid to play football. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, let's put it in perspective. Like, they're not, role, like you said, they're not role bottles, really. The 19-year-old kids paid 200 grand a year to play football. Yeah, what do you expect? And it's like with celebrities and when we get upset at them when they've got a, a different opinion than what the norm is. Why do we cancel them? It's just their opinion. They're, they're paid to act or they're paid to do something else. That, you know, why do we always have to be so, I suppose, harsh? You know what I mean? Yeah, the cancel thing is, is, a, is an interesting phenomenon that's kind of of our time now, isn't it? Mm. Um, is it? You think it's because of the internet? Because people have power? Yeah, I think it's. Be, yeah, I think stuff reverberates. You know, like say say with Rogan, great example. Um, he had that thing where there was that that clip of him using the N word. Yeah, and you know he said it a bunch of times. Mm. I mean, the guy's done thousands of podcasts. Yeah, almost two thousand. You know, yeah. um, I, you know, if you were filming me and recording me for the last fifteen years, I've said it a few times too. Yeah, you know, in joking or in jest, or yeah, yeah. describing what was said or whatever. Yep. And I'm, I'm not defending him in, in that regard, but I'm just saying, like, when, when that much of you is public, yeah, there's going to be some shit, mm. um, which I guess didn't exist pre-internet, did it? Like, that, that's, that's that shit the internet never forgets. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, someone drags it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I think that's a part of it. I don't know, but there's also yeah. a... I guess we're also at an interesting crossroads with... Like, there are certain norms within western culture like um uh, like the 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 patriarchy mm. you know the the the, uh, the the power structures that are unequal and i do i stand by those they are unequal you know there is a there you know females largely uh misrepre- uh, underrepresented or, or uh, you know they don't yeah. have equal footing yep. um i you know racism was another big one right that came about with the the george floyd murder yep. Um, I strongly stand by that too. You yeah. know, yes, I do believe that we have inherently racist structures in the West. 100%. And these things, and, and even to say that, it's not saying 
no, these people are racist. It's no, there's racist structures and parts of the culture are racist. And that doesn't mean necessarily that if you are part of that structure, like you're a cop or whatever, that you're a racist. It just means that this, this system that you're part of isn't working in the best way for this part of the population and needs to be reconsidered. In any case, those two examples, I feel like have reached a bit of some kind of zenith over the last couple of years. And so with that has come this sort of like peak of like, I don't know, like not um, uh, what's, what's the word, like, like witch hunting in a way? Well, again, it comes back to what I was saying with the internet. People have power so that everyone can have a little voice of opinion. So yeah, there's a little bit of witch hunt. Yeah, and, 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 and great because a lot of the witch hunting is, is necessary and a lot of the calling out is necessary. But then obviously there's a, it can go a bit too far. Yeah. And we can, can kind of see where it is at the moment. We're going a little bit too far with some things, and I'm a bit like, let's all just relax a little bit. Yeah. Again, the racism, the women's rights, 100%. I mean, that needs to be addressed in general. At the dawn of time, that's where it's always been. Those, those two issues have always been there, haven't they? Really? Yes, female, absolutely. Yeah, racism, I mean, yeah, fuck, that's a, that's a big one. But, yeah, it's always been. I mean, always it's always been, been an us versus them. Yep. Neighboring tribe, you look different. Yeah, you I look don't different. know you. We fuck. don't know you. Yeah, yeah, it's a right. human nature situation, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm afraid. Yeah, so I'll, I'll cause angst and anxiety and anger. Yeah, so, but I think again, for me, it, it comes back to everyone has a voice now on the internet and can give an opinion. But where it leads to, where it swings back to a balance, I don't know. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, fuck, we know that. Like, yeah, we don't have to go there, but. The social media algorithms, all that stuff, you can see the the way that they 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 propagate viral material that is mm. contrasting and is is often false. Well, they they also there's been again Rogan, it's been proven they feed your narrative to you. Yes, so you have this thought, just keep sending it to him. More of those thoughts, he I mean, clicks on that. Fire shit. up, fire yeah. up, fire him up, fire him up, fire him up to the point where like. Everyone in the world thinks like this. Fucking hell, fuck the people that don't. Yeah. You know I mean? And the, you realise that maybe a lot of people don't and that there's more balance into it. But uh, on my YouTube channel, right, if you flicked on my, my YouTube, what I watch at home, jujitsu. Jujitsu and fails. Fails <laughs> of the week. Like gym fails? Gym fails. Yep. Or just fails in general. Yeah. You know, just people, I don't know why, Jen's obsessed with it. Fails. And jujitsu. So you're thinking, okay, all I'd look at is jiu-jitsu, but that's obviously not my only interest. But if you were politically that way and you were looking at um, back to guns, guns, pro-guns, 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 that's all you'd ever see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the algorithm is, is... It's the echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. It made us that way. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is, like, that's a very unique... Like, that, that is, you know, I mean, maybe it happened with your social group. It, become, it can become a bit of an echo chamber, but... Not to the degree, like they've shown, yeah, the way that people, a, a normal person can become radicalized yep. purely by using Facebook. Yep. It's, it is express and it is to a degree that we've never seen before. That's that data, isn't it? It's the data, data man. Controlling that data, the most valuable commodity of all. I just recently watched that, um, The Social Network again. Oh, yeah. The Zuckerberg movie. Yeah, great, fu- great film. Good movie, man. Yeah. Good, solid movie. Yeah. Like, enjoyable. And it all comes about because a boy's scorned by a girl. That's right. All these things. How do I burn her? How do I burn her? Microsoft, same thing. 
couldn't get any girls. You know, fuck, getting into the fucking garage, created Microsoft. Oh, is that right? Yeah, same thing. All about, all about chasing girls. Gates, Gates got a feature on uh, Behind the Bastards. Zuckerberg's had a bunch of features on there. Has he, Zuckerberg? Yeah. Is he that evil? Does it come um, out that he's that evil? You know, the, uh, the, the discussion in that is not, it's not so much about like, this guy's evil, but it's more just a, a, a look at who he is as a person. And, um, you know, he's, he, the bastards is a, is a loose term. Mm. It's not always like this person is a piece of shit. But it's like, hey, I'm going to tell you some stories about this person. I've done yeah. a bit of research. Make of it what you will. I mean, he does seem like a strange cat. He's, dude, if you get to that level... Have you, ever, have you noticed oh, his haircut? Yeah, hasn't changed. Yeah, but do you know what that haircut is based on? It's the, it's the Augustus haircut. Augustus... Push for one. Yeah, pushed yeah. forward and then cropped at the front. It was, it was a Roman thing. Yeah. And it was uh, Emperor Augustus. Yeah. 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 And it's actually very funny. when he, He's apparently a huge fan of Augustus. My Roman history is terrible, mm. but I believe that Augustus might have been pivotal in the fall of Rome. Yeah, he was, yeah. Right. He was one of the, the ones that pulled it apart. Okay. Because he broke it all up. But, he, but it's very interesting. Look at that. Apparently, an ex-girlfriend of Zuckerberg's talks about it. When they travel through Europe... Mm. He was always enthralled at every kind of um, statue of Augustus and getting photographs and wanting to be there. And, and he's kind of modelled his hair off him, which is just fascinating. You look at it, you're like, I thought his hair looked a little bit funny, but now I know that it's yeah, that. I understand it's it. real fucking funny. Oh, man. Like, I look at those guys, Gates, Zuckerberg, Musk. They've all got that level of extremism, haven't they? I think you have to be to be that obsessed yeah, to be obs- like they're just obsessed, but like we were talking about earlier today, it's fascinating to me that they just go, they don't go, okay, this is enough, I'm out, I'll sell, someone else take over, I'm just going to go live a happy life. They like he's held on to Facebook, Elon yeah. Musk, he's held on to Tesla, Bill Gates is still doing Microsoft. Like they could have sold out, made their cash, bought an island, chilled out. It's true. What like. I suppose that's why why I'm not there. It's interesting to me and fascinating is the drive that they must have to be getting up every day and still be so driven to do what they're doing on a level. It, you know, I mean, to be ultra, ultra successful like that. Like, what's driving you? Yeah. Like, what's driving us is obviously supporting families and, and being a good human. But what's driving you to the point where you have hundreds of billions of dollars – you really could go off and do a lot with that good, you know, in society, but you're still driven to drive a company forward more and more and more. I, I, to me, it's hard to fathom what is the driver there with those guys. And it's then you see Zuckerberg speak and you think, oh, wow, like what's going on? And even Elon, when he's been on Rogan, you see that side and you think, what, what is that? I mean, Elon is... He's got to be on the spectrum somehow, right? And they all are. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Zuckerberg to me just seems like a fucking creep. I'd be like Elon to me seems like just an you know it just off kilter. Like I don't necessarily agree with stuff he does, but I'm like the way he chases down different projects. We just got a Starlink, which his his internet satellite, oh, yeah. and it's a fucking unbelievable product. I'm like this thing kicks ass. We don't have to use Telstra, NBN, any of that bullshit. Oh, dude. But I'm like. He built this, he's got Tesla, they got that tunneling company, yeah. he makes the flamethrowers. Yeah. Like, fuck, he's doing a lot of things. Yeah. Satellites and shit. Yeah, SpaceX, whatever. Um, Zuckerberg, I'm like, he just, I don't know, there's something. You think you're sus on him? I am. Because remember Elon called him out 
without naming him on Rogan the first time. No. He did. He said, you know, that there's some bad dudes. Well, there's dudes that I don't gr- agree with that are in, in control of different major companies right now. I'll go back and I'll send it to you what he exactly says. But he does call them out. He doesn't ever name names because otherwise he can't. Yeah. But he's got that running beef with, with Gates. Have you ever seen that meme he's put up? See, this is where Elon, is, like, he wins me over because he's fucking funny. Right? He put up a meme of Bill Gates recently. Um, has Bill Gates with his blue shirt on and his man boobs. And it's something like, this is the guy you want to follow for food advice? And he has him like in his just his gut and his his man boobs and Bill Gates. He just takes the piss out of him. Yeah. You know they had an argument about Bill Gates shorting his Tesla shares. Oh no. He rang him. He said, "I don't believe you should be going into um, uh, cars or something like this. I don't think you should be expanding." Blah blah blah. I'm going to short your shares, and you know oh, you're not doing enough for the environment, or you're not doing the right thing by the environment. And Elon was like, "Well, if you don't think I'm doing enough for the environment, don't worry about it. Just get out of it." You know. So he goes, I'm going to short your shares. And then he, he tweeted that to him. He, he actually, Bill Gates put it up. I mean, um, Elon Musk made it public. Right. I'm going to short your shares. So I'm going to try and drop your share price. Just like evil little battles. Right, yeah. You know? And that's where Elon wins me over because he just doesn't seem to give a fuck. Yeah. Whereas the other two, say your Gates and your, and your Zuckerbergs, are just like you said, Zuckerberg's a bit like, what's going on there, man? You don't actually know. What's him, going like, on? Yeah. Like what are you really after? Like why are you still doing this? Was Zuckerberg on Rogan? He was, wasn't he? No. No, he was on uh, Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman, which was a very unsatisfying episode. And, and, it, was and rehe- it was like a very... Also, like, why didn't you ask the hard questions? Yeah. You're very set on the fence. Yeah. Like you're very like, oh, so you had a good day today. Yeah, he was... I mean, he would have had to agree to keep it on a certain track, right? Well, that's the thing. I always wondered, when they go on Rogan, is there any parameters? I think for some people there are. Yeah. But I think, you know, like say when you had Bernie Sanders on... Yep. But also Bernie was probably like, I'll talk about whatever. Yeah. But, you know, someone of that caliber, I'm sure there has to be, like their manager would have to be like, hey, dude, Balls, yeah. there's some shit that we can't go into here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I did uh, listen to Rogan on Friedman a little yeah. bit where he was talking about this had been requested multiple times to have Trump on. And no doubt if you had Trump on the show, you wouldn't be able to just have a free-ranging conversation. Man, that would be interesting. Yeah. Where would that go? Well, he said no. And I think it would be a shit con- I don't think Trump would be the yeah, kind he, of person. I think he'd be overrun. Trump would overrun it. Yeah, but not in a... Not in a good way. No. There's no... Like, he's not actually a thoughtful person. He doesn't have any... He just, yeah. you know... I think there's extreme and there's the extreme, extreme. And I think he'd just overrun the show. It'd be like, he'd just continually talk. Whereas Rogan would be like, well... Did you ever listen to the Kanye West one? Nah. Made me sad. I can't... I, I don't vibe with Kanye except for that one album he did that I thought it was sick I can't I'm not interested in, in, in his stuff is he why did it make you sad because you could see how tortured he was or hear how tortured he was right and he's so I think insulated by his wealth if he was a normal person right on the street he would probably be heavily medicated very poor and in the home he's just very like and that's what he's very lucky he's uber talented but you could hear how tortured he was with his thoughts and his how he just changed randomly between conversations in his head. Like he he riffed for about twenty five minutes, and Rogan's like, uh, "What are we talking about?" I mean, he just kept going on and on and on about something, right? And just kept changing in and out, in and out, in and out. And Rogan's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He 
you could never actually get traction on the conversation. Wow. It made me sad because I was like, if you didn't have this money and this wealth, you would be, you know, looked down upon in society. You'd be very hard up. But you've got this sheer talent. And then it also made me think, how many people are on the street have uber talented but have never been given that chance? Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, man, he, he's clearly suffering like a lot of people are on the street already, but he just had that chance. He had that outlet of music I mean, and he got that success. I think how many people on the street are actually in that same position? It just made me sad listening to him because I was thinking, fuck, man, you're not doing it that well in life. You've got all the wealth in the world, but you can clearly see or hear his thoughts were just intense. Wow. Just intense. They were just too much was flowing into his brain. Yeah. And it was just, it was very hard to actually listen to. Did you get through it all? I don't think I did, actually. It was just hard to listen to because it was like, I don't know what he's saying. You know, it's kind of like Elon. You know, when he spoke about, I think uh, Rogan said, What's it like to be you? And he goes, Oh, you wouldn't want to be me. Because there's just so much going on. Yeah. And it was the same way with Kanye. You could hear his thoughts were just like, and he's just like talking about Jesus and how he's a greater being and his shoe and this and his music and how he comes across. And it's just like, whoa, too much, dude. But it was was sad. I mean, that's a, there's a case there, isn't there, for, for anyone that's kind of operating at that level, that there has to be. Not not to the degree of Kanye, like, you know, potentially has some, some real mental health issues. Mm. But the but that idea of like like what Musk said, you don't want to be me, where it's like there's no balance at that end of the spear. No. Like you are a fucking psychopath with with your work and your and, and you know, or Bill Gates and, yeah. and that it's like you you know, and this is where I find the that like I think it's easy for us to go Man, you could have sold out and you know bought the island. Yeah. Because of course, looking from from like anyone with a rational mind would go, dude, why would you keep grinding this thing? Why just yeah. fucking you know? And we think you got to fuck. You'd have an island, like, or you, you know, you'd have everything you need. Everything, let you know your, your your children will be looked after, and their children and their children, whatever. Um, but the the truth of it is, is that we get addicted to this fucking building process thing, and. You know, I yeah. You're making that, but now that's not enough. I want double that, and then okay. Once I'm there, now I want I want the private jet now. Once I, you know, but when you got all that, what are you doing? Well, yeah, Scarface said it. It's all it's about the power, right? It's all about the power. Yeah, first you get yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> First you get the money. Well, then you get the power. Then you get the women. Yeah, yeah. But I do I do. <laughs> have you said it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, first you get the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But but I do think like it's a you know it's the levels of the game yeah and we play you know like looking at us and most it's like you play at that level for money yeah and I, I just want to be comfortable but for the people that have all the money it becomes about power and influence that's the man yeah but where where and what is enough but like you said they're psychopaths you have yeah. to be it must be a very flip of the coin between good and evil like that. Yeah, you 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 you're a, you are a psychopath. Like, um, what do they say? The, is it the uni bomber? The uni bomber, the one who lived out in the woods by himself. Oh, I don't know. They reckon he was just off the chart intelligence, like off the chart. Like at sixteen, was offered a free full scholarship to Harvard. Wow. Yeah. Do you know much about the MK Ultra? 
the oh, was that the the the, F, the CIA operation yeah, on dosing him up on acid and psychedelics and testing him on that because they no. thought the Russians during the Cold War they thought the Russians were on the verge of mind control. Okay, so they're trying to work out can you control the mind with acid and can you get the truth out of people. They found out that obviously acid was a truth serum. But they're trying to work out can you control minds and can the mind control objects and all these sorts of things. And they're dosing these people up with acid and Marilyn Manson. Were they dosing up <clears throat> John's? Yeah. Right. That was the one they were doing through they'd set up brothels. Through the brothel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're yeah. dosing up the, the clients. Yeah. Okay. They're dosing them up and they'll see what, what they could get out of people and what truth they could get fucking out of people. Cool, yeah. I can't know. Fucking imagine that. What are you doing today, love? Well, we're going to the fucking the workshop and we're Watching a couple of dudes who yeah, yeah. were dosing up with acid. and was We're going to be in the cupboard. Yeah, we're just, yeah. <laughs> Good old days. And we're just going to see what's going to go on. I can imagine that. How do you get home knowing that's what you're doing? Do you, do you, it's, a, it's a question for you. Do you think you're the goody or the baddie? When do you think – when does the goody actually think realise he might be the baddie? What, because you're responsible for like drugging these – Yeah, these dudes. Unsuspecting – you know, yeah, and you're running all these random tests on these people, which have no idea, which really could cause a lot of harm. But you think you're doing good for the greater good, let's say of America. Mm. But when does the goody actually become the baddie? That's the eternal question, in in a sense, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, you would ask the same of a of a soldier. Say, you mm. know, you're out there killing. Yeah, you know, are you on the good side or the bad side? Yeah, they're both yeah. in the good side, don't they? Well, you ha- yeah, I mean, the, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing when you look at it from the collective. It's like, well, you, you want to make the omelet, you got to break some eggs. Like, mm. we've got to kill some people, but we're going to stop the Nazis. Yeah. But we're going to, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, or yeah. like, to, for, for the greater good. <clears throat> but who says that, I mean, obviously, Nazis, great, uh, worthy um, of, of fighting against. But, you know, America's a great example, like, where, yeah. they've, where they've, picked, uh, they've picked countries that they want to, you know, impose yep. their influence on. Um, at, at the, you know, the, the the blood is on their hands of thousands of millions of innocent people mm. supposedly to get to a, a exactly. place. That, yeah, and, and so it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. Exactly. This is where I think questionably we've got to look at that and go, are we supporting the good side? If the Americans have gone and invaded all these countries, at what cost to how many other lives that have lost are they the good side or are we like oh we're the bad guys yeah do you mean so if you're if you're born in afghanistan right and you are raised in a taliban family and that's the way it is and you don't know any different do you believe you're the bad guy or the good guy do you believe that hey we're the baddies in the movie yeah absolutely you're not the bad guy yeah you believe you're the good guy and when your uncles have been murdered by american soldiers or, or bombing yeah drone strikes mo- and good chance you've seen your mother raped or something like that yeah are you the good guy or the bad guy absolutely you know that's a it's a really good question and it's a it's maybe something that this that the russia situation has mm. because there is that strong like putin is a motherfucker what he's doing is horrible however you look at some of the motives there and some of the motives are this lifelong desire to crush the West. Yep. Because, like, why should they be the only ones that have power? Yeah. And, the, and America was the, the, the centerpiece of that. So his, his whole career has been like, how do I, how do I topple That's America? slow drip. Yeah, but it's like um, we, 
if we were on, if we were not on the West, if, if perhaps we would share that same ideology, like fuck those guys who are always imposing their influence on the world, mm. which we know is not the best influence. Yep. Like capitalism has not been the solution. It is a way to do things and it can be used well, but it's not been the solution to a, a, a great life necessarily. Yep. Arguably nothing. We don't know what is. Um, but the, but we just happen to be on the winning side right now. Well, so we think. Well, yes. Yeah. here's the thing. I've got a very good friend who's married to a Russian woman. And from her perspective, we're losing. The Russians are winning. And Putin's the best. Because in Russia, pre-Putin, life was very bad. There was no money. There was nothing. They were completely dominated by the West, American companies. Putin's came in. He's a strong alpha male leader. He's rebuilt Russia. Russian standard of living, so for you and I, normal citizen... Is reasonable now. He's okay. We can make. We can all make money. We can all live. We don't have to rely on the West. Pre-Putin, it was terrible life. Mm-hmm. It was poverty. Poverty country. So to her and her family and that gap of generation, Putin's God. Can't Putin, argue with Putin, that. Putin's a winner. Yeah. In that sense. So to her, and what's portrayed in Russia, is they're they're on the right side. They believe that taking back Ukraine is like guns in America, a God-given right, that Ukraine is part of Russia, that it was taken away from them by the West, and the Ukraine is the most corrupt, volatile country in the world that needs to come back under the Russian umbrella. You know, who's to say? Definitely not I. I don't know enough, but it's interesting to hear her perspective. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't think of it like that. No. Because all we hear is that, yeah, fuck Putin. He's the is you know the next Hitler. He's the worst thing that's ever come round. But then, how interesting is it that it's not in the media anymore? We're not like no one's putting up their save Ukraine flags in the windows anymore. It's I'll true. Take that shit down. Next, you know, what I mean? it's still going on. Yeah. And what's he relied on? And unfortunately, this is what she said. She said, "You guys will all forget about this, and in a year's time, he'll have Ukraine." Wow. I'm like, oh yeah. And she goes, because we, Russia, will just take inches, inches and inches. And she goes, in a year's time, we'll have Ukraine. I was like, oh, okay. And, well, so far it looks right because they're taking inches, they're taking town by town, and there's no Save Ukraine flags up in the windows anymore. Everyone's on the next thing. Yep. And it's like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's fascinating, isn't yeah. it? Whether he's dying or not, he'll have Ukraine. So, yeah. I mean, at the very yeah, the um, it's true. It's it is it is strange how it's just not it's not there in front of you because the media is not talking about it as much. No, it's forgotten now. Yeah, I do see. I I, I I do. I commend ABC. They still keep up the yeah, the, the storytelling on a lot of that, and it's the only media, the news outlet on normal TV that I would look at. Um. But yeah, it's it's that's kind of speaks to that idea of an echo chamber, doesn't it? Mm. Where it's like, oh, you know, we don't know what it's like to be there in that culture and the sp- perspectives that they have on things. Yep. You know, you, talking about America, how many fucking enemies they've created, how many regimes they've toppled, how many governments yep. they've they've influenced, um, how many fucking wars they've started, right? Like Vietnam. 
dude, Iraq, Iraq, Iraq yeah. yeah, like fuck, yeah, you know, for nothing. For I mean, yeah, for absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, for nothing. So there was that thing years ago where it was uh, uh, that documentary maker, Oscar uh, what? Oscar. Um, is it him? No, nah, it's a chubby dude with the glasses. Made all those controversial documentaries. He went up to a US senator. <laughs> yeah. And he said... Dude, where's my country? Michael... Yeah, uh, Michael... <laughs> yeah, that dude. You know the guy. Yeah, yeah, you know the guy. He said to a senator, would you send your child to Afghanistan? Or Michael to Moore? A, Michael Moore. Something. Yes, yeah. that's it. Would you send your child off to Iran or Iraq to fight? And they're like, oh, no, I can't answer your question now. You know what I mean? Like, right. They won't go. They that's weren't willing. To, says they were willing to send the poor. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Again, echo chamber. Yeah. What do you what What story you want to listen to? You know, what do you want to be told? You know, on, on all those topics like. So. And that's. I mean, that's a really fascinating thing. Even like for us here in Australia, with all of this talk about the rise of China. Mm. Um, you know, I like concerning stuff, right? Like. Things that potentially threaten our not not our existence. I don't think it's that kind of thing, but they threaten the nature of how things work in our part of the world, um, or, or challenge. You could say. Do you think it's too late? Well, from what like too late for what? So, for you and I, I don't think things are going to change, but I feel. China already has a hold on Australia to the point where it's they don't need to. See, we think of an invasion is in troops landing on Bondi Beach. Uh, I think those days of war are gone. It's more the cyber and financial control. So you saw, you seen Ukraine, Russia. They're su- shutting off financial you know, ways for the, the the rich to get their money out of the banks. Yeah. China really controls Australia already financially. Most things are made in China. China owns large masses of land in Australia. They control large companies in Australia. So really, they, they control Australia already. They control the world. America is the biggest consumer of goods. China is the biggest manufacturer of goods. So they control the, the money flow. Yeah. They control it already. Yeah, they won't land on our shores with troops. They don't need to. They already control it. So that's why I say, do you think it's late, too late already? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I guess the... What, what we need to understand to, to kind of answer that accurately, I would think, is, well, what's the end goal? Mm. And, and no one knows. You, you assume it's power, yeah. right? It's power and it's, you know, and it's like China taking Taiwan and taking more territories. And maybe Australia's in that territory. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's an Asia-centric thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like what, what is the goal for these big countries that are playing these games? But again, what's the goal, what's the goal for the Zuckerbergs? Right? What's Who fucking goal? knows? What's yeah. the goal? What's the fucking point? Is it just mindless growth? And, yeah. you know. To what? I mean, yeah, you have to say with China, like even at the, uh, like, like say we've taken measures, right? Like we've, we've found, like they, they stopped accepting exports from us, whatever, yep. a while back, last year or something. So we found ways to circumvent that and I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the but it doesn't fucking matter. They're such a huge country. They've been building their power base yeah. and their military and their ideology 
for multiple generations. They talk about a hundred year plan. Exactly. Yeah. Like You've this, heard that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's and scary, isn't it? It is. You're like, holy Generational shit. plan. They yeah. fucking knew what they were doing. We can only think in like four year election cycles. Yeah, and they're like, fucking, this is the plan. This century is the precursor to the next. And we're going to fucking dominate. Yeah. 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 So then, so then you're like, well, fuck, we're not even in the game. No. You know, and we, we, we yeah, we've always sided with America and maybe one, maybe that'll come and bite us in the ass at some point. Have you um, been to China? No. I have. It's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating country. Fascinating to see. I went to a town which was like, uh, let's say something like Jerengong, you know, South Coast, tiny little town. It had 27 million people in it. <laughs> I was in a place called Jingjiang. Which, fuck, is nothing on the map, right? But it had 27 million people. The people stacked on each other. But to see the, the wealth, even in that little town, and then to see the poverty was crazy. But also to... Like big contrast? Yeah, massive contrast. To see a Rolls Royce drive past with someone on their bike behind them. You know what I mean? Just doing, going about their daily life. But then to speak to the locals and to see how uniform they are with China. Again, echo chamber. <laughs> Chinese. Chinese. Chinese government, Chinese rule, Chinese right. You know what I mean? So they have a we a WeChat over there, which is like their social media, uh, everything all in one. But it's monitored by the government. Everything's CCP. monitored. Yeah. Yep. No, TikTok's Chinese. Ah. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, know TikTok's that. Chinese. Okay. That's, that's why they that's why we're talking about banning it. Yes. Okay. Because it's actually them, and they reckon it's them getting into the phones and controlling the system. Right. It's, it's massive now. Yeah. But their WeChat over there is all monitored, and they have their social credit system. So if you're a good, good, uh, good, you know, member citizen. of society, yeah, citizen, you pay your bills on time, you get credit, you get a free bus ride, you get this, you get that, and obviously the you know this fear of that's where we're going as well. But it was amazing to me how, uh, I suppose, one train of thought everyone was that the government is right. They have our best interests at heart. Do not even look left. Do not look right. And did they actually think that or is that just what they well, say? That's what they portrayed. Yeah. And they're not allowed to say anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to admit that to a foreigner, are they? No. You're, yeah. You know? that's and right. these, are, these, are, these are people at the bar and they all had drinks in them and they still wouldn't. You know, sick left or right. They're like, yeah, China's right. Yep, government. Yep. Nope, nope. Next question. Move away. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow. Like, you couldn't even, you know, you get a few drinks in Australia and they're like, ah, fucking, yeah, what do you think? Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. You have a dickhead, this guy. No. Boom. On track. Yep. Government. All hail China. Boom, done. And it was just, it was fascinating how unified they were. Yeah. Unified. And the wealth and the poverty at the same time. Like, it's, you don't see that here in Australia. You see, like, a middle of the road. Generally, it was obviously wealthy suburbs and poorer suburbs, but there was extremes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, arguably, this is something I thought about a bit, but the our poor mm. are the Chinese factory workers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like we outsource the shit jobs to yeah. poorer nations. Yep. So we don't see it here on on our shores. Yep. You know, uh, and and you know, of, of course, there are pockets there. Are, there are parts, big parts of Australia that are poor, but. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's like a privilege of the West to not have to deal with a lot of that stuff here and out on our home turf. Mm. The um, I mean, fuck you, you know, if you look at any of the big communist regimes, 
Stalin, you know, is a great example, but um, no one speaks out about the state. No. You never say anything against the state. You read 1984? No. Man, couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah, right, George Orwell, like amazing book. Yep. Like actually blew my mind when I read it only like two years ago. Yeah. I was like, fuck, everyone's talked about this for that long. All right, we'll get on it. Yeah. But it's that whole thing where it's like the, the state is watch, big brother yep. called, is watching you your every step, your every move. And that's, you know, that's, that's the thing that's, that's going on there, right? That's, yep. that's what, what China is. Uh, that's what we're so afraid of. How far away f- from that are we now? Well, raises an interesting question. You see the street cameras? You see the street cameras, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, look, we're monitored on our phone, yep. our banks, you know, yep. our shit's all there for people to see, actually. Yep. Um, you can find someone. Easy. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, well, here's, you know, this is, so something that came up in COVID was this discussion around free will. Yeah. I'm not getting vaccinated. It's my free will. Yeah. Right. And we don't use that term a lot here. I think we started to throw it around a bit, Australians, during COVID. But it really, it seems to be that Americans throw that. You hear it. Going back to their gun, their constitution. Yeah. It's like, it's my free will. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is free will, actually? Like, you follow the road rules. Yep. You pay your taxes. Yep. You show up to work when the boss says so. You, all of us follow rules. Yep. We follow structures. Arguably in China, they're just following rules. It's the 100%. same. Like none of us are actually living. They're, 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 you know, it's almost like we, you know, like you look at, um, I don't want to depress people, but this should, this should be, I'm saying this with a hint of optimism. Yes. Uh, I was at I was out in the country for the last few days, and yep. you look at um, you look at farm animals, yep. you look at cattle, you look at sheep, and yeah, there's a, on the, the where we were staying on the opposite side of the valley. There's these sheep, and you watch them, and they they come down and they eat here during the day, and then they yep. go up there and they come back in the evening, and it's like you know, and we use that expression like don't sheep follow, don't be a sheep, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's this argument that like we've conditioned farm animals not an argument that the, the science is we've conditioned cattle and farm animals to be like docile creatures yep. and they follow each other around in the group and then at some point we slaughter them and then we eat them right um we're no different like no. we have more capacity we have more thoughtfulness we're not all getting lined up to be slaughtered it's not that thing yeah but we are all conditioned by, hundred percent, you know, and the lemmings. We're just, yeah, yeah, and and that is not necessary. Is that a terrible thing? Like because, well, okay, well, without that, without some kind of leadership, without some kind of people saying, "Hey, this is it's this, anarchy," it's yeah, fucking bedlam, yeah, like said, I don't know Lord, if I want Lord that. of the Flies situation, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who's killing who first? What's the, the, they, yeah, they, that's right. It's fucking, you know, like they always say that. Say a meteorite hits the country. How long would it be before fucking anarchy set in? Before people are looting? I'd say an hour. Right. Yeah, before fucking, it's just fucking chaos. Yep. You know what I mean? We need that. I do believe that humans, we do need that structure. You go to work, you pay your bills, you do the thing, the whole thing. We, we need that. Hence why probably, I mean, this is my thoughts alone. Back in the day, religion was created because you needed guidelines. You need guidelines, otherwise it'd be fucking it'd be just chaos. Yeah. So probably the elders or whoever created a, a law or religion that this is our structure of how society should be run. No different to what we live in now. And we again, we look at China and we shake our heads, but like you just said, we're not far off it. And, we're, and we, is it a bad thing or is it a good thing? Again, 
used to say that you know we do we do need to have structure as humans we you and i have structure in our day but we get up we do have certain routines we just have a larger routine as a human set by governing bodies that's all it is and you pay your bills you do your groceries and we we do those things those things are set parameters are set by governments and 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 unions and whatever else same thing in china communist state What's the difference you think between a communist state and us at the moment? Is there much difference? Again, it depends on those echo chambers that you're in. Well, that I mean, you know, I do think, I do think there are some profound differences there. Do you really think they're that big, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, when it, when I think about personal safety, you know, you you can say whatever you want here. Mm. There are no there are no consequences. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you have if you have alternate political views, we're having. But if we get more and more indoctrinated. In future, do you think it will change? Do you think? Look, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, like some, you know, if you look at the extreme end of of, of communist rule, and you see, like, you know, um, people with with greater intelligence than was desired get shipped off and executed because it's mm. like you're a threat. You're a threat to what we're trying to do is condition people, and you've got too much thinking going on. We're just going to x you out. You and those other hundred people in your family. Yeah. So you know, like the reality of that is like it's fucking horrific and grisly, and I and I, you know, and I think like, and I say that because I've spoken with some people who lived under communist regimes, and yeah. they are like, I'm not fucking going back. Yeah. Okay. You know, like it is, it is horror. Right. But, but in that regard, you know, on that high level sort of thing of like, you're in a you're in a system anyway, and you're behaving in a way that the system because you've been told to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think we're extremely far off that. No. But that's where China's fascinating as well, is they have that system, but yet they produce so many good things. So they've got so many more billionaires than anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the government is stopping them from earning money. They've got more billionaires than anywhere else. They're producing all these good things. Yeah, but once you get too big... You oh, say, you're controlled, 100%. Once controlled. you get too you, big... You have to pay... You have, yeah, it's just fuck the, you up. It's just the mafia. It's yeah. just another gang. you yeah. just got to pay your kickbacks. you got to wet the beak of the government. Yeah. You know, you got to give that little kickback. <laughs> wet the beak just, wet a, the little, beak. just a little Don cheat. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a wet the beak. Yeah? Yeah. That has got big beaks, you know? It's yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is that any different here? you got to pay your taxes. Yeah. But I suppose over there the government is controlling every... They want to know the details of what you're doing or who you're dealing with foreignly. Yeah, as a foreign country, and they're they're also I don't know, and I, you know they, they seem to be at an interesting kind of it's a communist country, mm. but they have huge amounts of um, capitalism that occurs there as well. Yeah. How they straddle that, it's kind of I don't know, maybe That's it's strange, like isn't it? two parallel things where it's like, oh, okay, you you can operate under this, mm. but the masses operate under this. Yeah, how do you get to the point where you can operate outside the masses? That'd be interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean where. You work with the government, not against the government in China. That would be interesting. Because, again, they have all these billionaires. Billionaires have got to make their money out of something. Because you hear all these Chinese coming here to Australia. See, do you ever watch those real estate shows in Australia? Nah. That was a real estate show where these people are coming into Australia and then they're bidding on these $20 million properties and paying cash. Wow. Cash from China. Cash. Who has that money? So people are still making money over in a communist country. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like twenty million dollars. You don't that you don't make that working in a flea market. No, like where are you making the money? You know what I mean? Yeah, 
paying cash for a property worth twenty million. I was like, oh. well, arguably, like it's it's to to gain this power, they need to have they need to incentivize innovation, don't they? Mm. You know, technology. Like you look at, um, uh, re- listen to an interesting kind of comparison of North and South Korea, yeah. and um, one of the things there was that, which was a really interesting point, was like horrific shit goes on in North Korea, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just become so it's become so backward that no country wants to no country wants to go in there and liberate it because it will be an absolute fucking mess to take it on it's too expensive well yeah it's it would just be a shit gig like if you if you you know it <laughs> would like, cost fuck we're going to do it fuck yeah like you know think like education culture yeah, like all that it's it's you know so like south korea don't want to fuck with it but you look at south korea they've had huge amounts of technological innovation mm. like a bunch of the you know great car companies and electronic companies come from south korea yeah. nothing comes from north korea uh, um or i put this to you no one wants to go there because they have no resources they have nothing of value there if they had let's say they had oil how fast would what people want to be there that's a good point yeah probably if, they, if they had minerals with value would people want to be there because then you go okay it's a shit fight to fix it all up but hey, there's opportunity for business. Maccas can get in there faster than anything else. Maccas will be selling out. You know what I mean? Because there's no oil there, or there's no minerals there, no one wants to fucking borrow it. They don't give a fuck. Good point. You know? What's in it for us type What's vibe? in it for us? Ah, fuck, there's nothing there, so fuck it. You know? Why do we go to Vietnam? What if, fuck, I don't know. You know what I mean? Why, why would they go to North Korea? Ah, it's not much there. You know? Let's, let's fight out in the Middle East. There's plenty of oil here. Let's try and get control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, man... Fuck, could you... I can't even imagine life in North Korea. No. You can't even imagine. You hear those stories. Well, you, well, again, Rogan. I heard that story of that woman that was on North Korea, how she got out, and she was, it was just terrible. Like, if she lost all her family. She got out, and she, how Rogan was saying how she's just so frail. Even though she'd grown and been given food and she'd been out for years, she still looks so frail and weak. Wow. She's never grown properly. She's been malnourished. Malnourished and, and just so... It was just awful. Like, oh, oh man, and that—that that is a real. That's a real fucking in, like fascinating, horrific one to dive into because it is just the 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 ill uh, the ill family just retaining power, really for their own benefit. How? Uh, well, we know how just through sheer fucking like just psycho, just control, control, control. But how, do you know how that started? I believe, and I, I did, I did listen to a, a really good series on it. That, that but I, I don't recall accurately. But I believe that the so there's who's it's Kim Jong Un, yeah, and his father's Kim Jong Il, yeah, and then his father, don't remember his name, yeah, he was the guy that started this thing. I believe he had communist ideologies, mm-hmm. and he was a he was like a revolutionary of sorts, yep. and took power, yep. in that more conventional kind of military sense, because it was the Korean War, yeah, wasn't there. Yes. And so America was involved with that. Yes. And they fought for the South. I've got no idea. Yeah. That would make sense. I assume so. Yeah. yeah. Again, our history is obviously not the greatest. But I assume they fought for the South. And that's when they must have split. One became a communist and one became a... Yeah, but it was the career... Yeah, was it an internal war? Or it wasn't like a war with Japan or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's there right. You go. I don't know. Because they've, they've obviously they split North and South. Yeah. At some stage, was there Korea? Yeah, yeah. At one stage, it was unified. So they split. Yeah. So it might, yeah, more it might than likely, what you're saying. Yeah. 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 
Chat. But but yeah, and so then the the like it's almost just become more of a madhouse. Like so then you know his son became the leader, and then he had his own fucking way of doing it, and now his son is the leader, and he's just. You know, he's come up in this fucking weird-ass family. He's got power, this whole nation. Mm. It's like a game. But he was educated in Switzerland. And they reckon he was quite normal in Switzerland. Right. Because he got almost indoctrinated in a Western society. Right. And they brought him back and he's just become this fucking psychopath. With, again, power. Yep. He's just inherited all this power and this... Like, it must be quite gross to actually think about having everyone around you just saying yes to everything. No matter what you say, yes, 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 yes. Kill him, yes. Okay, yes, yes. Must be quite gross. Must. Be, I mean, I would feel that would feel a bit weird. I mean, everyone around you just does yes, 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 yes. It would be somehow empty. It would be empty, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't be living. Like what? No. Would you, you'd just be walking, going. What do I do? It's like that Tony Soprano moment. Which was that? Uh, a, I'm a massive Soprano fan. But I can't a, remember. It's like uh, someone points out to him. Could be. Could be. Um, it uh, could be his wife. Can't fuck, her name escapes me. Um, but where she's like, they laugh at your jokes because you're the boss. That's right. Yeah. And then he's like, what are you talking about? I'm really funny. I'm funny. Yeah. You know, and she's like, nah. And then he like ruminates on that. And then there's a scene later in the episode where he's, they're at the, the back of the meat store oh, in the office. The one? Yeah. yeah and, and, he, and he makes some silly joke. And Paul is like, ha, good one, Tone. Yeah. You know, and then Sal has a laugh and then he kind of sees it yeah, play out. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Beautiful. That's what it'd be like, wouldn't it? Yeah. But again, would you recognise that, or would you just be like, "That's the way I am." Well, I am funny. I'm we're fucking fickle creatures, aren't we? It's like the story that he's he plays off fucking. He's the greatest golfer ever. He played one game of golf and he he hit sixty on a par ninety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's all these fucking bullshit. Oh, stories. like legendary tales. Yeah, he's he's amazing golfer. He can do everything. Well, that's all been propagandized, and yeah. that was that was uh, I believe that was Kim Jong Il. The father. Yeah, who, yeah. who orchestrated he, – he said to his father, mm. let me be the head of your – I think it was like the media team. Yeah. Let me be the head of the media team and I will show you – like I will show you yeah, my work. Control. And he did it through making movies and they told these stories in the movies and they started to create this, this – like this, these tales of the leader. Mm. And that's been carried on. But they had like – yeah, they, there's a belief that um, like Kim Jong-il – never took a shit because he never ate enough food. Yeah. He only ever na- ate enough food to sustain him. Yeah. He never ate any more, so he never had to yeah. defecate. And that was what was told to the people because the people were all starving. Yeah. You know, and so it's like Kim, okay. he doesn't eat much either. Like he's in there with the trenches with us. Yeah. So they have all this fucking weird shit. That's it's weird. almost godlike. <sighs> Poor sods, man. Fascinating fuck, stuff. Fuck I know. But again, controlling it and going back, I keep going back to that echo chamber. You just, you got to be, told what you believe and that's how it is and what they're what they're told do you think in their minds in their own minds they actually go this is not right yeah or do they believe that they like okay this is the only way i would think so i would think so because like i said with the russian she she believes that putin is good do you think that they it's so sad man to think that they're under the same sky as us right do you think they're there going uh, I don't think this is right. Well, I think that... Because if you grow up in that and that's all you know. And it's maybe not a question of if it's right. you got to... Mm. Like, because most of us are too busy grinding. Yeah. Like, and so 
your needs then are less your needs then are more immediate food on the table roof over the head kind of thing yep. I say most of us most of us humans on this planet yeah and so it's like um, I don't I don't have time or energy to think about you the greater survival. I yeah and whoever's gonna get me to that place of survival if you can help me put more food on the table great if you can help my children not be, you know have a high chance of survival great kind of thing outside of you whatever it takes yeah. to survive you know like it's yeah. again it's a privilege of ours I've got a question it just the privilege of ours to be able to talk about the intricacies of yeah of that yeah because we're not we're you know we're here on a friday podcasting chilling i know yeah having, having just trained eaten yeah yeah life is pretty easy um, but you know, but but also not to like not to sell it short and be like, well, you know, who are we to talk about? Because it's like, no, no, it's good to talk about. 100%. But I think that I think that that's the and that's probably all. That's probably a part of that whole communist rule and and any kind of dictatorship. Almost better to separate it from communism because yeah. it's it's a dictatorship. It's dictatorship, yeah. Where you keep the people hungry and you keep them poor and you keep them uneducated and then you can make them do whatever you want. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You create fear. Yeah, it will fall into line. Yeah, and and it's and it's like you know, hey, here's a cup of rice, like keeps them happy, kind of thing. Hey, here's uh, some entertainment. Oh, we're so lucky. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah, you're right. We we're talking about this earlier. That alone TV series, and how let's get on to more brighter topics. Yeah, brighter topics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's out, man. Yeah, but we haven't even spoken about jujitsu. All right, Could, well, what do you want to talk about? We'll save that. For, go to alone. Alone. Um, well, I've been watching this alone series, and I think you've started as well. And it's fast. Well, I find it fascinating that the biggest problem they face is food, and just that they love that chase. They've got to get the food, got to get the food. And then when you see someone catch food or fish, you saw how much they appreciated the food. They're like, thank you, fish. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, man, how easy do we have it right now? Deliveroo. Yeah. There's no appreciation for the food there, though. No. You know what I mean? But when they were catching that food, the first thing they thought about when they woke up is, I need that I need that fish. I hope I catch that fish today. I hope I catch that fish. Yeah. I if like, I get that fish, life is good. And I'm here sitting here. I was laughing with Jen. I'm like, here I am mashing up my avocado. Ooh, I'm doing well. I'm not alone. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a piss out of myself. I'm like, hell, I'm so fucking soft. <laughs> I went, you know, we, we, we had a giggle at the guy who went home the first night. I probably would have been the same, man, if I heard the wolves and the fucking... Oh. If the, if the bear was looking at me in the night, I would have been out as well. Fuck. How's the dudes that sleep in the open tents for two weeks? No, like they don't build the shelter first. Like they're slowly building their shelter. And it's like an open tent in the middle of nowhere. Dead set. I've only watched the first season. Okay. I've watched one episode of season two. Yeah. Well, these guys later series that slowly build these amazing huts that take time, obviously. But then initially they're just sleeping in this just – bit of tarp above the head they're not and they're not like in super cold environments like they yeah, are it's cold yeah right but i mean well it's like eight degrees at night okay but there's freaking wild boars and there's panthers holy shit and they're just sleeping in these open they're just chilling yeah i'm pretty comfortable got my fire credit to you credit to you because i wouldn't be there yeah i mean you can't it's hard to imagine what that primal fear of like a a fierce fucking predatory animal coming after you is like huh that, and then that's that like that guy on the face like yeah. He didn't see it. What was it? It was the... Um, a wolf howling or something. The second guy to go was a wolf. He heard yeah. the wolves. Yeah. But the first guy, that dude, he... It was the... Um, I can't remember what the fucking creature was. Not a coyote. 
The Cougars? Cougar. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, and it's like I can't imagine a big fucking cat-like thing that weighs 100 kilos that is, uh, you know, just has fangs and claws that will tear you to pieces. Yeah. Being there, you know, I don't even know if he saw it, but he sensed it. And it was just like, he's like, I'm fucking out of here. Like, this is not happening. And you can see why we have a fear of the dark innately built in us, can't you? Oh, yeah. Because back in our yeah, ancestors, the dark came, shit's going bad. That's right. You know, that's why when we were kids, you're like, you're scared of the dark. You fucking jump into bed. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking scared. Yeah. You know? So you see, like, as soon as dark hit, they're all like, oh, fucking in the tent, in the fire, fucking sounding their horns. They're all scared. Yeah. You see how that innate fear of dark, where it comes from. Yeah. Because that dude was like, one night, I'm out. I probably would have. I would have been the same. I, would have, I wouldn't have been there to start with. You spent any time out, like in the in the wilderness, like that? No, nah, I'm a city boy. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to connect with that side um, of myself, and I think I would like to challenge myself and do that. I'd like to go actually hunting. You know I mean, I like to actually. And it sounds a bit off, but I like to actually kill the animal and actually have to see the animal and thank the animal. I've been fishing, but for some reason, fishing doesn't have the same feel. No. And when you catch a fish, which is wrong because it is the same thing, I never actually said thank you to the fish. It does, didn't feel the same. I like to actually take the life, thank the animal, and go through the process. I think that would be pretty cool because I feel, after watching again that show, I definitely feel we're very, very disconnected from our food. Yeah. Now, we try to buy as ethically raised meat as possible. Like we... We use a specific butcher up in Sydney. Um, shout out to Joel. Which butcher? <laughs> oh, shit, man. I can't remember your name. You have to put it back in. Jamie, pull that shit up. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, show notes. But um, he's at Coogee. So we try to get the most, most ethically raised meat we can. But it's still there's that massive disconnection. Yeah. So I still processed me, meat. Yeah, I still processed meat. Exactly right. So for me, I would love to eventually go... And I've had invites and it comes down to time again, spending two or three nights out there, actually getting the meat, killing the animal, thanking the animal and going through the whole process of it. I think that would be, be a good experience of connection. Have you done that? I have. Awesome. Yeah, I was very fortunate to – grew up as a city boy as well. Yeah. Had, had no, no family or anything that ever fucked with any of that sort yeah. of stuff. But I had a really, really impactful hunting experience with a couple of guys who – ran like a, a beginner's bow hunting retreat. Oh, nice. And so we went out, we stayed at a place um, uh, out near Belangelo State Forest. Yeah. Stayed at a place out there. They took us out into the, – they, they basically took us through a whole sort of bunch of theory around hunting. Mm. Um, one was a bow hunter, one was a shooter. Um, and then took us out in the field twice. And, uh, the yeah, we got to, you know, they, they hunted the animal yep. and they, they, they shot it with a rifle, yep. you know, because you can um, – chances of catching it are a lot higher. Yep. So it's like we just want to get the animal so we're going to fuck with the bow yeah, hunting. Yeah. But um, And then we got to – they taught us we had to like process it, you know, drain it of blood, skin it, quarter it up, cool. all of that. And yep. then we went back to the place. We, we, you know, cut it up, packaged it, cooked a bunch. Yep. It, was, it was beautiful. Yep. Um, and I actually just listened to a two-hour beginner's guide to deer hunting podcast yep. uh, a few days ago because yeah. I was on my way back from being out in the country. And it's a goal of mine over the next 12, 24 months to learn how to hunt deer. Same. 
Don't yeah, okay. Well, let's let's let's, let's yeah. Because I've got. I think the connection needs to be there, bro. And it is. It is. Yeah, I think it is. A, it's a. You could you could say it's an imperative if you eat meat, to at least yep. have had that experience to understand to see the whole process. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, an obligation rather. Yep. You know, I think yeah, it's important. And, but the the thing that I took away from that weekend was it was actually a really beautiful experience. Like it was. I it, think it can be. I really do. Oh, man, even the stuff that to people listening would sound like, even taking a carcass and, mm. you know, slicing its neck and draining it of blood yeah. and skinning it, things like that that are like, oh, that sounds icky or horrific or whatever. When I was doing it, I, I was thinking, man, how am I going to be around this? I've never, mm. you know, I worked in a fish shop for a few years, but I've never fucking cut up a, a whole animal. Yep. Um, and actually at the time there was this, um, it was like, it was something really almost like it was programmed into me to be appreciative nice. of this experience and yeah. to be calm with it and to have reverence for this animal. And then that carried through to, you know, any time I would defrost some of that deer and we were, it, there would be reverence in the meal. Connection. Yeah, that was really impactful. And yeah. the, the icky side of it or, or whatever was not present at all. Yep. You know? It's in us all because we wouldn't be here otherwise. What's your lineage? Are you Irish, Scottish, English? What are you? Yeah, uh, those three predominantly English yep. and Irish. Yeah, same. So it's in us all that we've all, our ancestors have all had to hunt at some stage, take the life of an animal. So it's all in us DNA wise. And obviously, all our ancestors were, were savages, otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those experiences that I think, well, I know I need to have because. Again, you go to the butcher shop, you pick your meat out, and that's it. You go home, you cook it. There's no real connection. No. There's no connection at all. You know, you're just like, oh, I've got this bit of meat, I've got this bit of chicken. You know? Well, fuck. You know? Where, how? Yeah. You know I mean? So, yeah. And, the, you know, the, uh, there was a, um, a fellow I, I trained with many years ago, a guy named Aaron McKenzie, who... Ah. You know Aaron? I know Aaron very well. Okay, yeah, yeah Origin yeah, of Angie. Nice. Yeah. yeah, man. Very good dude. And yeah. so so we, I, I remember going to like a workshop he ran at his gym. Yep. The studio he used to have. And uh, he was saying it was, all, it was about it was food and training and, and everything that he's all about. And did he serve lunch? He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went, yeah, okay. But he said like our, our ancestors spent pretty much all of their time yep. procuring food. Yep. Like it was all about trying Again, it's a lone show, yeah yeah like trying to fucking survive yep so he said like you now don't have to invest any time in that you yep. can go grocery shopping once a week yep. that's about all you got to do but he's like if you keep that in mind it makes it a lot easier to allocate a slightly more in your budget mm. if you can afford it to buy organic or ethically raised meat right he's like you no longer have to spend 12 hours a day out there in the field trying to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, and I, that always stuck with me. And I thought, like, it's very interesting that, that to your point, it was what we did, mm. you know, and whether, whether you were hunting animals or you were gathering fucking nuts and fruits or tubers or whatever. What we did. Yeah. So to be able to just go and do that a little bit now, and again, I've also got a, um, my sister-in-law actually bought me a, a, a ticket to like a, uh, like a mushroom foraging uh, experience yeah, nice. out near out the back of the Blue Mountains, and I'm super excited to do that because I'm like, yeah. I fucking would love to go out there and forage and forage yeah. and be able to come home with like mushrooms and know which ones are gonna 
Be Kill good. Me. And which one's <laughs> not going to yeah. kill me? Yeah. I always joke with Jen. I always think, so, yeah, you might look at berries or fruits or something in your plate. You think, who was the first one? Went, all right, Joey, you fucking try it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah we, someone had someone to. Someone had to try it. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, yeah, you try this one today. Yeah. You try it. It's like two hours later. Oh, fucking, let's not eat that one. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Joey's dead. He hasn't come back. He hasn't <laughs> come back. Or he ate that one. He goes, yeah, feel pretty good. We'll keep those. Yeah. yeah. Right? Who's that first dude? Yeah. How would you know? Right? How would you know? Yeah, that's, you know? and I mean, you think about mushrooms. Yeah. They look fucking weird. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know, everything probably looked weird in its natural form. Berries and shit didn't look like they do now. Yeah. But, but they're, look, t- they're tiny, like they're tiny. Tiny and like, yeah, like. Dried and yeah, nothing and, really. Yeah. They don't look delicious like they are now. No, that's right. Bright. Is, yeah. Plump. Yeah. That's what um, again on that show. Like, they're, they're getting these mushrooms. I'm like, how the fuck would you know which is which? <laughs> I'd be like, uh, oh, yeah. And you hear that. I remember there was a, a, um, a chef uh, some years ago, five years ago, I remember mm-hmm. reading about it in a newspaper or saying, you know, did, it, did this all the time, would go and forage and prepare amazing meals yep. for his friends. And they were out foraging one time and they brought back these mushrooms and they all died. It was like five people and they died and they just fucked it up. They just picked the wrong ones that time. Bad you know? try. <laughs> yeah, and you're like... <laughs> there oh shit just muted myself um yeah like that's a that's scary that's a mistake <laughs> yeah fuck sorry guys yeah yeah fuck well, I see yeah again who was that first person someone had to try it yeah yeah but you know the other the other nice part uh, of that you know, I would say yeah for me it's a bit of a future goal as it sounds like for you too it's like yeah I want to I'm going to make the time at a point to get into that um what I what I was listening to on this podcast was about like what they're recommending when you're a beginner hunter is trying to learn about the movements of, of the deer. Mm. So they're like, you actually like want to go out and scout the area and take a map with you. And if you, if you have an area that you're going to be going into consistently, spend time there. Yeah. And so I was actually even excited to, to, to be, I was putting myself out like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get my kit and I, no, no guns or any of that shit. Yeah. I don't need weapons yet, yeah. but just get out there and start to, Watch. um, Watch and observe and see, you know, the tracks, see where the deer has scrubbed up against the tree, see where they're bedding, see where they're feeding or drinking water. Even that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that was actually what I enjoyed most about that experience yeah. was being out in the woods at like 3.30 in the morning yep. with these, this perspective of just observing and not talking and walking very slowly and yep. just a, and trying to take in all of the information to from connected nature. connected to your environment. Yeah, which yeah. is what we tend not to do, right? Yeah. I think that's the I, – I, for me, I, I, when, I, when I had that experience and when I think about hunting now and I, I listen to people who are hunting enthusiasts, I think that it's, it's all of that that really keeps them – like yeah. that's what it is. I, I, can see, I can see the connection. I can see the, the joy in that 100%. When you can understand an animal and you can watch it, track it, kill it, hunt it, the, the, yeah, there's more to it than just, oh, I just killed an animal, 100%. Like what you just explained then, by actually watching the animal, seeing where it you know, brushed up against the tree, that, that's awesome because this is in us. You, know, you can just feel it. When you're telling the story, I'm like, oh, man, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Sign me <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Just sitting there just watching, watching, listening, being connected to the environment. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in for that one. Well, I got a I got a mate. He's been on the show before, Alan yep. Chan. Yeah. Um, he's a 
He's a hunter and yep. he, he took it up, I don't know, probably four years ago or something. Like he's pretty recent to it. It's becoming like a bit of a popular, popular thing because I've got a few guys who are doing it as well. It is, huh? Yeah. Um, you'd have to thank Rogan for the, di- the say, Yeah, the bow hunting. Yeah, or just making it something that a lot of dudes are like, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, you know, it probably would, would be Rogan, wouldn't it? I would say, I mean, I don't actually know any other hunters. I don't listen to hunter podcasts. So. Prior to, like, prior to him talking about hunting mm-hmm. and then seeing friends of mine take it up yep. through that influence, I'd never known any kind of hunter. There's no hunting in my sphere of life. Yeah, no, never mind. Uh-huh. I, know, I, got, I know country boys that have hunted yeah. at home, but not regularly. But I know now guys that are going out regularly now hunting. I suppose again, cause of cause of Rogan, and they're actually using bows. Yeah, right. So they're actually have spent the time, and that's yeah. a, that's a skill. Well, that's they're four or five years deep into it, right? I mean, so they they've invested same as what you know. Say we ingest, uh, invest invest in jujitsu. They've done that. That's their thing now. They, yeah, they go home, shoot bows, right? Bang, shoot bows, bang, 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 hundreds a day. Yeah, they're okay, in, they're in. That's their thing. Yeah, yeah, they go home, hunt. Or think about hunting. Look what they're going to do. Plan their trips. They're they're fully invested. I can see why. I can see why. Well, I'll line up a trip with Alan. Yeah, please. I'll, and we'll that'd be we'll, awesome. Yeah, we'll get you on. That'd be couple, that'd be couple sick. of city boys out there. Yeah, yeah. City slickers shivering in the cold. Oh, yeah. What are you home? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was a cougar, man. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's just kangaroo. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. My wife would be laughing her ass off if she hears this because <laughs> she'd be like, you fucking won't last the night. <laughs> fucking hopeless. Well, you can go home. There. You go out in the morning, come home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We we'll, don't have, we'll to, we'll we don't do have the, to rough it. We'll do the Bear Grylls one where yeah. he goes home, goes to the Hilton, comes back, sits That's in the right. same pond. Oh, I've been here all night. Because <laughs> it's funny because we're watching this show and there I am, fucking my little blanket on, me blue blocking glasses, sitting <laughs> in my fucking lounge room chair. I'm thinking, you soft fuck. You're fucking soft. <laughs> Fuck, you got nothing. Get up, get to your fucking bed. Fucking soft. Temperature control. Yeah, yeah. fucking get in the car, drive to work. You know, nice building. You know, fucking soft. Yeah, anyway. Mate, um, good spot for us to wrap it up on. Awesome. Can you, uh, can you give a plug to your gym? You're down at Synergy. Yep. Tell us where people can get in touch. Synergy in Wollongong. Uh, we're in Kenny Street. Uh, we're a boutique gym. Um, again, located in Synergy. Synergy. Uh, on the Instagram page, Synergy Jiu-Jitsu Academy is also on the Instagram page. We're a, a new Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Wollongong um, and, yeah, on the rise. So you do you do Jiu-Jitsu and you also do personal training out of there? Yeah. We've uh, got a multi-level facility. Downstairs, we've got our uh, PT area and then upstairs, we've got our Jiu-Jitsu. Awesome. Yeah. Mate, it's a beautiful space. I came through, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well done. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. Absolute pleasure. I appreciate the chat. I was going to say it is uh, surprisingly not as easy to just have an open chat yeah. on a podcast as you might think yeah. uh, because we just had a very easy conversation. Yeah. At least it was from my end. Same here. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to come across. So yeah. I, I appreciate it a lot. Mate, I think when you get two people like-minded and you can just have a conversation and you can just rift. Yeah. I think we, co- we covered maybe about 15 different or maybe 20 different topics. That's right. It's really an encyclopedia of Roman history, communism, <laughs> dictatorships, psychedelics. <laughs> it's your we, one-stop shop. That's what we covered. <laughs> psychedelics as well. Yeah. We didn't talk about anything about jiu but that's no. okay. Next time. Next time. All right. All good. Legend. Thanks, fam. Catch you next week.